We're very lucky today. I'm joined by Julian Russell Hayes, grounds manager at Calgary Park. Julian, thanks for your time. We're, we're sat here on the decking overlooking Amersham One, I think is the yes, pitch you've got there. Right, yeah. One of how many pitches you look after? Uh, we've got 12. 12 on this facility? Uh, no, there's, um, there's six here and then we've got another four um, and a, another practice ground down at uh, the Lawns Polo Fields, which is uh, about two and a half miles away. So okay. we're sort of split. split. So you've been busy morning. There's been a, a match on this morning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're catching you as as your guys are kind of uh, preparing the pitch after that. Yeah. You're you know in a, a very privileged position, I would say, here as a groundsman. You've got a very different kind of role to pretty much most, and it's not a common role by any means. Polo's not no, a, not a no. very uh, uh, common sport for people to be involved in. I choose my words carefully. There, obviously. <laughs> um, it's, you know, if I'm correct, I think it's the oldest ball sport in the world, isn't it? It's been around. About... Uh, yeah, I, I, I believe something um, something like 600 BC. I think was when they first started. Wow. Um, knocking knocking balls around on horses. Or beheaded enemies. Perhaps. Yeah, I think I it know. might. I think I'm, oh, well, I'm glad you said it. But uh, I'd heard that's where it started. Yeah. But this club started um, just over 100 years ago yes, now, did, about yeah. 1910. I yes. mean, obviously you've you've not been around here since not 1910. Quite, not quite. No, 10 years. 10 years you've been here. Yeah. So what was your history? building up to taking the role here then? Uh, well, before I came here, I ran my own business. Um, I was a, a grounds contractor, had a couple of um, sports clubs that we looked after the, the pitches at. Um, it was predominantly cricket, um, bowls, uh, football, croquet, that sort of thing. Um, I did that for five or six years, and then I saw the job advertised and thought, well, that sounded like yeah. fans fun, sounded like a challenge. Um, so I decided to apply for it, and you know, fortunately, the uh, the committee uh, thought I was the man to go for, and here I am, ten years later. You mentioned challenges there, Julian. Uh, one of the big challenges you've got is the amount of matches that are played, and I think across those twelve pitches that you've got, you've got something like four hundred and fifty to five hundred matches played within uh, a period of between April and uh, September. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So that's yeah. a hell of a lot going on. It is. It is a very, very, uh, very busy season. Um, very intense. Um, we, we, we sort of build up to um, our busiest time, which is for the, uh, the Jaeger Lakutra Gold Cup, which is the British Open right. Polo Championship, which runs from the middle of June to the middle of July, um, which, is, which is sort of our, our premier tournament. It's the most important tournament in this, in this country and one of the most important in the world. So, uh, so you've got a high profile. You've got a, a pressured job there, I guess, because your, your customers, your members, the, the players are, um, without being uh, too to the point, they expect a high standard of facility, I'm sure. Absolutely. I mean, we're a service industry. Um, the members uh, pay a lot of money to come and play here and expect to get value for money. Um, we, we need to ensure that the playing surfaces are the very best they can be. Um, obviously, safety is our number one priority sure. the footing has to be just right for the horses um, and for the safety of the players um, also there's the aesthetics side of things um, everybody wants to come and you know look around and think sure. oh it looks looks pretty and everything but first and foremost the quality of the playing surface has got to be spot on so unlike any other sport you've got was it about half a ton a ton of horse running around on, on your surface half a ton, and yeah. you've also got to provide a, a surface that the ball runs smoothly on. Yes. Um, so what do you do to make a good surface? What makes a good surface for this sport? Well, I mean, the, 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 the secret's in the soil, really, to be honest with you. We're very lucky here in Midhurst in that we have naturally a very sort of 
uh, sandy loam, um, which is very forgiving. It doesn't. It never gets too hard. Um, um, and also, we do regular sand top dressings throughout the season. Each pitch gets generally about 500 tonnes of sand. That's uh, to provide a cushion for the horses, and also it improves traction and grip. Right. Okay. Um, the grass itself is very important. Okay. Um, here we use a mixture um, of four different cultivars of ryegrass. I use ryegrass because I think it's uh, probably it provides a very a very good surface um, and it germinates very quickly from right. seed um, so for turnaround um, and quick repair I feel ryegrass is the most important. And have you developed that, that mix of cultivars yourself or you've been in partnership mm -hmm. with someone? Or? Um, we, we buy um, our grass seed through Germinal, right, uh, okay. formerly British Seed Houses um, and uh, we're always talking, um, trying to find out what the best mixes and also what's the most cost effective because sure, there are there are many many different types of grass grass seed and, and we've got to sort of strike that balance between what provides the best surface and what's cost effective so are you tweaking that mix uh, um, every year um, uh, say Germinal will come come to me with a with a uh, um, slight changes to their mixture what they think might might Im Im improve things from the year before uh, so yeah but it's, it's generally it's only ryegrass okay. but every year there are improvements so you're working very closely with Germinal to make yes. sure that you've, you've got that yes. are you using any other outside help at all such as no. SDRI or anything like that uh, no no we don't um, we're, we're um, um, uh, pretty much I just deal with the manufacturers okay so you have a match What's yeah. the run-up to a match like? What's the, the preparation that you're you're doing in the, the immediate, you know, before the game? Well, um, during the playing season, every um, every pitch is mown on average every 36 hours. Right. Okay. Um, um, we cut during the season to about 25 mil, and then out of the season, uh, we raise that to an inch and a half to okay. two inches, depending on the weather. Um, so the day before the pitch will be mown. Um, it'll be marked out, and then on the morning before we're playing, we generally play in the afternoons, it'll be cut again, um, then they'll play, and then we have the hard job after that, which is um, repairing. Right. Um, generally, directly after the match, we have a team of somewhere between, depending on um, how many matches we've got on, 10 to 20 people, who will go and stamp in all the divots. Not so quite like sure. Pretty Woman, Not quite it? like Pretty Woman, no, no, no. Um, but um, uh, they, they do that for us. Okay. Um, then we generally put a roller mower or a machine over the pitch just to, to flatten it off um, and stop it from um, uh, drying out what we call cobbly. Um, and, um, and then all the holes are filled with a mixture of uh, a sandy loam, a root zone, right. and grass seed. Okay, from the same mix that you're using, yes. is it? You don't put yes. something special in. Okay. No. So in terms of your usual maintenance regime away from you know match season mm -hmm. what are you doing on a week-by-week -week basis to make sure that these come up to scratch for for the season uh, well aeration is very important um, okay. we've, we've um, just bought a new vertidrainer this year actually okay um, so yeah we, we have to uh, main, uh, decompact the playing surface regularly yep. obviously the the, 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 the the pressure of the horses charging up and down the fields um, really compacts the ground uh, so regular aeration probably is the most important thing also overseeding as I say uh, to uh, keep out invasive weed grasses 
that, that's one of the other very important things we do. And you aerate through the season as well? Yes, we do. Yeah, particularly okay. the ends where the, uh, uh, the mowers are turning. They can right. often get quite compacted. But generally through the season as well, we will do quite a lot of vertidraining and scarifying. Are you doing everything in-house or are you bringing in any specialist contractors at all? No, time? we have a, um, a Midhurst-based contractor called ACS who come in and do our weed killing, well, all our spraying actually, right. and our sand spreading. Okay, but everything else is, yeah. is in-house. In yes. So what kind of team have you got to do all that then? Well, there's myself and two full-time groundsmen um, who basically do the bulk of all the mowing, the tractor work, right. and then we have uh, a seasonal person who comes on board and strims around the board, strims all the edges, um, all the sort of the tidying up, and then we have our treading in team who will go and, as, as okay. I said earlier, will we'll follow the matches. And the treading in team, are they volunteers or are they paid? Or? Oh no, they're paid. They're, they're paid. paid. They but it's only season time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they come through an agency, basically. Okay. So one of the things we saw earlier was, um, I think, some of the divots being repaired. Yes. I mean, that looks quite uh, labour intensive. Very much so, very much so, but there's, there's no, no better way of doing it. There is no other way apart from, you know, and that's by, part of your by, contract by, by hand and with a, with, a, with a bucket and scoop. So there's three of you maintaining all of this yes. and you're, you're playing up to 500 matches a year. Yes. That's an incredible achievement, Julian. You know? Well, there's actually four during four the season. Us. Okay, but full time. Full time, yeah. You've got three of you. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. In terms of the quality of the surface and maintaining a safe surface, yeah. has it ever been considered or discussed looking at some kind of turf reinforcement like Desso or anything like that? Um, it's, it's one of those things that I, I think sometimes I'd like to try, yeah. but we've kind of got a sort of a, a, a winning formula at the yeah. moment, um, and it, 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 it just isn't something that's been trialled okay. um, in polo. So it's it's very much a case of if it ain't broke, don't fix it at the moment, yeah? Yes. Okay, but you're obviously tweaking the, the mix and, and how you work. Yeah. In terms of the kit you've got then, um, we were talking earlier, and you've got a budget and you have to work with yes. that, but I think you, you did say that your members recognise that you know, it's all about the quality of the surface and the yeah. pitch and they can't play unless you've got the tools to do the job properly. Yes. What have you got in your armoury then? We mentioned a verti drain. We've got a fleet of four tractors. Um, yeah. They were all bought at the same time last year. Um, John Deere um, 6110 MCs, one with a loader. We've got a very good uh, local uh, John Deere dealer based in Midhurst. It's called Farrell. Yeah. Um, and the product is very good and what's most important is the backup. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there we have service contracts um, and uh, extended warranties on them as well, so we know exactly where we are. Um, so there's the tractors. We've got um, three or four different mowers, cylinder mowers and rotary mowers, okay. which do the bulk of the mowing. Um, several scarifiers, uh, lots of bits of aeration equipment. So you're not tied into one set of no. kit. You buy the right piece of kit for the right job. Yeah. 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 So, what's the best investment you've made in kit in your ten years? I'd say those four, those four tractors yeah. that we got last year. Um, as I say, the backup is fantastic. They're all now a year old, um, and, and they're all identical as well. So we can um, we can sort of change um, operators because some, sometimes some of the boys are doing more hours than the other so we can just swap them straight around. God, you haven't got to think, oh, that piece of kit works with that tractor, not that one, and that driver can. Yeah. can work that tractor but not that so that yeah. that is a, an important consideration mm. and you mentioned the drone which is uh, a fairly new acquisition yes. would you count that as one of your best investments yes yeah uh, charterhouse vertidrain um we're very close to where charterhouse are based yeah. as well in hazelmere so getting parts isn't a problem 
um, and their backup and support is fantastic. It really is a very good bit of kit. Do you get the chance to go and look at other facilities and other polo fields? Other polo clubs? Yeah. Um, I've been up to Guards up in Windsor on a couple of occasions, um, but that's about it really. Okay, um, so. I'm generally too busy here in the season um, to, to, to go you know, looking at other grounds. Okay, and trade events, how important are they to you in your day-to-day your -day mix? Uh, trade events, I mean every year I'll go up to Harrogate um, to, to that exhibition. Um, but I haven't been to Saltex in, in 20 years, but okay. I might go next year. Okay, I think well, that's changed dramatically. And it used yeah. to be a lovely outdoor show, and it's now a, a, a buzzing indoor show. Yes. Uh, and it certainly, year one was very good. We'll see how it pans out come mm. you know, November this year. But mm. Harrogate, lovely place to go as well. Lovely, so. yeah, long drive. Yeah, it certainly is. You have to stay up. But there's always Betty's tea room waiting for Absolutely, you. Absolutely, yes. Julian, thanks ever so much for your time today. Um, You're welcome. We always ask one question of uh, most groundsmen at the end of a, a turf business TV interview. Right. Who looks after the, the lawn at home and what do they use to look after it? Um, I do. Right, okay. I do. Um, and I've got a fly mo. Have you? Yes. It cost <laughs> okay. uh, £35. <laughs> uh, well, you know what they say, a cobbler doesn't mend his shoes. Um, so, yes. No, no. My lawn at home, uh, the, the, the dog's destroyed it as well. Well, you're not alone in that. Thanks a lot for that, <laughs> Julian. It's a pleasure. Bye-bye now.